What's up, After Buzzers? We are back. We're talking Season 9, the Denver qualifiers of American Ninja Warrior with a very special solo edition of your After Show. So stick around. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. That's right. That's right. You see? It's a party every Wednesday night, just like we always say. But it's a very special party tonight. It's a one-man party. That's right. Amy Cassandra is is out on a location. She's on a very special assignment. Uh, so I'm there. We go. There's our party lights, guys. We always say it. If you're not watching the video stream, please watch the video stream. But if you're on iTunes, we appreciate it nonetheless. Remember, comment, review, subscribe, rate, five stars if you're nasty, guys. We're back. We're back with another episode of the American Ninja Warrior After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. We're talking Season 9. We're talking the Denver Qualifiers, the very last set of qualifiers this season. My name, as always, is Ty Matthews. You guys can find me on all forms of social media at Ty Matthews PMA. Uh, as I said, the lovely and talented Amy Cassandra is out on location, but be sure to find her online at AmyCassandra underscore TV and tweet at her all your thoughts about this episode because I'm sure she had a lot. Um, it's going to be a little bit, uh, it might be a little bit of a short one. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll let myself go crazy. Who knows? This is my very first time. This is my very first time doing a solo show. So I hope you bear with me. I hope you have a good time. I hope, uh, whether you're watching the YouTube stream or listening to the iTunes stream that you are entertained and that you are, uh, informed about this episode of American Ninja Warrior. Remember to tweet me all your comments, uh, Instagram. If you're watching the YouTube stream live, uh, please join the chat roll and, and chime in uh, because I don't usually get a chance to, to take a look at that. So it, it can be an interactive thing. It can be an interactive experience. That's right. So let's talk about this course. Let's talk about the Denver qualifying course, which we say it all the time. It, each course is deadlier than the last, but I think this one, this one set a record low for the number of finishers. Uh, so I think that is worth taking into account when you think about these obstacles, two of which are completely brand new. So we start as we always do with the floating steps that goes on to the ring swing where ninjas will have to swing as the name implies on one ring, hook it onto a, Oh, Amy centers in the, in the chat. There you go. Join the chat room. Talk to her. She's incredible. Um, so the ring swing, as, as the name implies, ninjas will have to swing on a ring, they'll have to hook it on a, a hook, on a hold, grab onto another ring, and then swing to the dismount area. After that, we've got the bouncing spider, where ninjas will have to, uh, much like a spider jump, kind of hold themselves in between two walls with their arms and legs, uh, transition over a gap from one wall to another, bounce off of a trampoline, grab onto a column, and then swing to the dismount area. Uh, after that, we've got the paddle boards. It's a very similar kind of balance beam-esque obstacle uh, as we've seen before, as we've seen with the broken bridge, uh, with things like that, where each each side of the board is lined with paddles that ninjas will have to kind of alternate from side to side to keep their balance to make it across. Next up is the brand new, I forgot to mention the bouncing spider is completely brand new, as is the rail runner. Now, the rail runner is uh, treacherous to say the least, Ninjas will have to grab onto a set of handlebars and 
kind of slide those handlebars uh, forwards and upwards over a over a staggered rail. Uh, if they can make it all the way to the end of that rail, they have to jump onto another set of handlebars, this time completely vertical, and make it all the way across a second rail. I think it's 20 feet to the dismount area. After that, as we always do, we finish with the warped wall, 14 and a half feet uh, for the Denver qualifying course. Now, one thing that I wanted to uh, talk about and I want to get your thoughts about uh, before we get into the the ninjas themselves is the difficulty of the rail runner. Um, not to uh, I'm, I'm not going to bury the lead here. The rail runner. Basically, everyone in the top 30 minus the, the finishers all went out on the rail runner. It did a lot of people in and it made me wonder if it's a little too difficult if it's a little too hard i wanted to know what your your guys's thoughts are on that even even for ninjas the caliber of the ones that we've seen all of this season it seemed like it might have been a little bit too difficult um we saw a lot over the course of the night as as ninjas tried to kind of scoot their way forward a lot of times they would end up scooting all the way back and completely ruining their chances their grip would give out at a certain amount of time and they would fall right into the water um so it's interesting. I had never really thought of anything this season yet as as too difficult, but I think it it may be um that might that might be the case with this one. Uh so let me know. Um it, you know, we we got a lot of obstacles this this season from from brand new designers uh as we've seen with things like the wing nuts and stuff like that, but I'm not sure about this one. They may have to make some alterations uh to this one. But let's get into our ninjas for tonight. Now, let's talk about the Suitor 7. And to my knowledge, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, we we have seen seen siblings compete before. But this is a set of... It's the Suitor 7, but I believe one of the seven is too young to compete. So we've got six different suitors, all from Salt Lake City, competing in tonight's Denver qualifying course. Uh, We've got Sierra Suitor. Uh, she's a student at BYU with a degree in exercise science. She's the youngest suitor, but she ends up going out on the ring swing, which would go on to take out a few more of the suitors. It would take out Amy Suter Egbert. It would take out Tessa Suter Meacham. Um, Shandy Suter Brown, sadly, out on just the steps. Those steps are a lot more treacherous than they might seem. Um, Josh Suter, the oldest at 37, is out on the Bouncing Spider, which also took a lot of people out tonight, including some veterans, which we'll get to. Uh, but Ryan Suter, 32, Hercules, as he's also called, um, I think he 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 made it the fastest, or uh, not made it the fastest, but made it the farthest out of his family. Um, he's the best athlete in the family, as they say. He's six feet tall, 180 pounds. But one thing to take into account is a condition called hyperhidrosis. Hyperhidrosis, rather, it's a technical term for sweaty palms. Also afflicted is Akbar Bajabiamila, so it's it's interesting to to have that kind of connection there. But that seems like out of everything, it seems like one of the things that would be kind of the deadliest to an American Ninja Warrior competitor. Um, I mean, a, a lot of things would, as as we'll see, we we saw later on Sam San, who was getting over uh, some surgery just six weeks prior to this. But hyperhidrosis seems like it would be especially tricky to overcome. Um, now, on that ring swing, which did in a lot of his siblings, it seemed like Ryan kind of had this circular momentum going on. He was just sort of uh, just spinning in circles, which... 
it's it's a, a tricky position to be in because it's sapping all of your grip strength and it's not getting you any closer to that landing platform. Uh, but eventually he saves himself, saves himself at the very start of the of the bouncing spider, has a very smooth discount. He's the uh, dismount rather, not discount. He's the very first of the family to make it to the paddle boards and the first to make it through. But it's those vertical handles on that second rail on the rail runner that do him in. Um, it's got to be so hard because it looks like if you guys have seen uh, lat pull downs, that's the first set of handles. They're kind of at an angle. So those seem a little bit easier to hold on to. But those second handles are at complete 90 degree angles. So it seems a lot more difficult to try and grip onto those, especially after a three foot drop from the, the first rail to the second rail. Um, so that it, that part of the obstacle, I think, in particular is is one that may need some adjustment. Who knows? Boom! Ah, oh, here we go. I, I, I gotta keep hydrated. I gotta keep hydrated. It's a solo show. Thank you. Thank you, so, guys. Guys, guys, guys. It's okay. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to avoid those awkward silences. Normally, Amy's here to fill those, but I gotta, I gotta do my best, best taze on day and kind of step away from the mic as I breathe and take a drink. They're turning on me. It's a it's a fickle crowd in the studio, guys. Never come to Hollywood. Um, what else? Let's no. Let's let's talk about some of the veterans of the night. We've talked a lot this season about the pressure that gets to these veterans after making it X amount of times through the course. Uh, and another thing that I've talked about is these ninjas that seem kind of bulletproof. The ones that seem like. They, they can do no wrong, that there is no losing. Guys like uh, Grant McCartney and Daniel Gill. And, and prior to this night, I, I had thought about Jake Murray. Jake Murray, for as silly as he is and for as many corn dogs as he keeps in his fanny pack, and no, that's not a euphemism, for all of his antics, he is one of the most... Um, one of the most competent ninjas that we've seen in a very long time. And so that's why it was so shocking that after making it all the way to stage two in Las Vegas last year, he got done in by the bouncing spider and the very first part of the bouncing spider, um, or I guess not the, not the first part. I guess I'm thinking of someone else. The last part, that trampoline is a killer. He hits it at just the wrong angle. Isn't able to get enough height. Isn't able to grip onto the column falls right into the water and the shock on his face I think was was felt by a lot of people watching this episode and it was it was hard to watch it was he wasn't just heartbroken he was legitimately stunned and it's not it's not that he's cocky and it's not that he um I think it's not that I think he's arrogant but I think he genuinely was just like so flabbergasted at the fact that a trampoline is what did him in after making it all the way to stage two last year. Disappointed! I, Kevin, I know. Kevin, Kevin Sorbo, uh, a friend of, longtime friend of the show, uh, is, is in the studio. He's very, very disappointed, as he always is, uh, as Jake Murray is, as I am, as you are. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's rough to see. Um, let's also talk an, about another veteran, John Stewart, who at 55, the oldest ninja to have ever made it up the warped wall. Um, he came all the way to Denver from France. He left his family in France in the middle of a, of a, a round the world trip. And, um, and and not only that, but he's dealing with tendonitis as well, which along with hyperhidrosis seems like it would be just kind of a, a, a death blow 
to an American Ninja Warrior competitor. Uh, anything that can that can sap your grip strength really seems like um, it's a it's a, it's a big old big old no no. You know, as as they say in the medical field. Um, but it's it. He's got an interesting strategy on the second wall of the bouncing spider. He kind of lowers his, himself down. He gets lower than anyone else had. Usually people would would drop all the way from the middle of the wall so they can get that weight. They can get that height on the jump on the trampoline. But he lowers himself all the way down and he isn't the the gap, the narrow gap between his feet and the trampoline makes for such a low jump that um, that he ends up hitting the small pipe. Also, that's another part of it is that there are two big pipes and then there's a small pipe in the middle. Obviously, the bigger pipes are easier to grab onto. He grabs onto the small one. He's just a little bit too low, slides right into the water. So once again, it's it's a disappointing moment for for someone that has. I know, Kevin. It's Kevin. You're like a broken record. I we we get it. We get it. But it's true. But it's true. You're when you're right. You're right. Uh, for someone that's made that's set records. For someone that came this far that, that left his family in France. It's a little bit heartbreaking. But um, but that's the thing about ninjas is is that they're is that they're positive. They they keep on keeping on. And and Jake Murray had an awesome quote. He had an awesome sentiment. Where he said that it's only it's only failure if he gives up. I believe that I could be paraphrasing, could be paraphrasing, but the the song remains the same, and so it's a it's a nice sentiment to hear uh, from from um, such an accomplished ninja. Um, who else? Speaking speaking of veterans, we got to talk about Megan Martin, twenty uh, seven year old rock climber from Boulder. Uh, if if you don't know her by now, she's she's one of the most recognizable ninjas at this point. Um, she's only five foot three, one hundred thirty five pounds, but her experience with rock climbing gives her such upper body strength that that transition on the rail runner from the first set of handles to the second was like nothing. She didn't even budge when she grabbed those second handles, which was very, very impressive. But it was, again, it was the smoothness of those, of those rails that, that was really kind of the, um, the, the death blow on, on this obstacle. At one point on those second handles, she gets it kind of crooked. It's the rail is stuck in the crook of, of one of those handles and in trying to kind of write it, it just sure, her hands peel right off. She goes into the water, um, and it's uh, it's it's dis it's once again, Kevin. It's it's disappointing. I know, but um, especially after having completed the qualifying course each of the past three years. Um, but that being said, she was uh, she earned herself a spot in the top thirty. She was the she was the top woman to finish uh, of the night, uh, the twenty third overall. But um, but it'll be it'll be exciting. I'm glad to see that she'll be ma- moving on to the Denver Finals. If you'll excuse me, one second. <laughs> ruthless, you guys are ruthless here in AfterBuzz. It's a it's a dog eat dog world here in the studio. Just trying to trying to make my way. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, let's move on to the to the 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 formerly of Bachelorette fame, Ryan Sutter. Uh, we've got a lot of crossover ninjas this season. We have we've had a lot of of um, 
uh, NASCAR drivers. Uh, I believe we've seen Stephen Amell run a Ninja Warrior course before. So we're, we're no stranger to celebrity crossovers, but this time we've got Ryan Sutter from Vail, Colorado, who married Trista, if you'll remember, on The Bachelorette. Um He's 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 a tall drink of water is what he is. He's six foot two. He's one hundred and eighty five pounds. It's 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 such a stupid little touchstone, but it, it stood out in my mind when he when he landed off of the ring swing. It was such kind of a, a smooth uh, dismount, but he it was like he was proposing. It was like he landed on on one knee, which I thought was fitting for someone of the bachelorette fame it's just you know what it's it's the little things when you're watching an hour and a half long show it's the little things that stick out at you you got four four pages of notes here those are the kind of things that i take note of um but he's got a little bit of an awkward bounce once again as we saw before on the trampoline uh on the the bouncing spider that sends him right into the water uh so sadly no ryan sutter for the the Denver Finals, um, I don't think I don't think right. No, yes, that's right, that's right, that's right. We're good. We're checking the gate. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, no. oh. There we go. We got it. We got it. And <laughs> him and H in the in the chat says says WTF. I don't know what that's in response to, but. Hey, it's a solo show. If that's what you're WTFing at, I, I am, I'm right there with you. So it's okay. We'll get through this episode. Um, what else? Let's talk also about Nate DeHaan, who is the second ninja that we've seen who is a, a, a Alaska native. He, um, He's he's not too far from Unalakleet, where where his his friend Nick Hansen is the Eskimo ninja, but he is a bush pilot in the backwoods of Alaska. He says it's a it's kind of like a cab driver, a, a truck driver, um, and a bus driver all all rolled into one. Only it's by plane, and it's and it's in Alaska, you know, like like the like everyone does. He's a distance runner in college, which you got to think gives him an edge um, in in endurance, especially in an in an atmosphere like Denver, which has very thin air, that high elevation that's going to make it difficult to make it past these courses. Um, he's got a little bit of a trouble uh, on the pipes after the bouncing spider. Kind of finally makes it, barely saves himself on those paddle boards, but once again he sends himself backwards on that rail runner, sends him right into the water, uh, which, which happens quite a bit, happened quite a bit. Um, we talked about, about people coming off of, of different, uh, afflictions coming off of hyperhidrosis, coming off of tendonitis. So let's talk about Sam San, who was coming off of some serious surgery, only, only a couple, maybe six weeks prior to this. He had an operation on his L5 disc. He was barely able to move for three months. And yet he's still not only, came to Denver to to uh encounter this course cuz he's he's kind of revered by the ninja community but he made it pretty far you know he's he's 5 foot 8 he's 130 pounds he's kind of i think i think that that size is maybe right in that sweet spot he's not so tall to make something like the bouncing spider awkward but he's not so short to where um he wouldn't be able to to hold himself up but he's you know, he he makes it all the way to the rail runner and he's got a, a solid strategy. The people that we did see make it past the rail runner have the strategy of these kind of short bursts where they they kind of propel themselves past the track. And that seemed like the best way to avoid sending yourself backwards. Um 
he you know he the his bar just gets a little bit too uneven on that second track and he tries to swing for a far far dismount but just doesn't make it ends up falling into the water uh but it's enough to land him a spot in the top 30 so we will see him return uh hopefully more so recovered from that surgery in the uh the denver finals um what else we 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 got a lot of a really um Awesome runs tonight, you know, with with obstacles this difficult, it's it's hard to kind of get your momentum. But the people that did uh, make it through had such awesome runs and really, really, really awesome to watch. Um, we've seen a lot of a lot of Ninja Warrior fans this season kind of realize their dreams. We saw Tyler Gillette a couple weeks ago. Now tonight we saw, or this week rather, we saw Andrew Duncan, uh, who's an electrical engineer and he's been watching the show ever since he was in middle school. Uh, he was, he would watch with his very excitable mother, um, who was just over, over the moon that her son not only ran the course in Denver, but I mean, made some good work of it. He's once again, another tall boy. He's another, he's another tall man. He's, uh, again, six foot two. And again, use those kind of that strategy of short bursts on the rail runner manages to make it past, make it up the wall to finish at three thirty six. Um, he was one of only eight people to finish tonight, which was a record low. I'm not sure if it was a record for the entire show. I think it might be. But the fact that only eight people finished this course uh, is a testament to how challenging it was and and how determined they were. Um, So we've got, you know, we had an incredible showing from Lauren Ball, who just obliterated the course at a minute and 42 seconds. Um who else? We saw Dan Yeager. Dan Yeager, who who was reunited with his bio- biological father after 30 years, uh, who uh, who managed to find him after he saw him on American Ninja Warrior. Incredible story. Managed to finish the course in a minute and 59 seconds. Um, just yeah, a lot of a lot of really really awesome runs. We saw Lauren Ball. We saw Dan Yeager, Ian Dory, Drew Knopp, Craig Richard, uh, Bart Copeland, Andrew Duncan, and Nick Kostreski. Those. Uh, those were the only people that finished this course tonight. Um, they'll be joined by by 22 other people in the top 30 to make it to the Denver finals. Uh, as for the top five uh, female competitors, we've got Megan Martin, Jerry Dorelio, Tammy McClure, Larissa, Larissa Cottle, and Tanya O'Donohue. Um, who will be making it to the to the Denver Finals? So, uh, so we've got a lot to look forward to. We've also got people like like Ven Johns, who I was very sad to see not make it. Uh, he was a he was a, a national gymnast before becoming a bull rider. One of the most interesting stories that that you'll see uh, on on the show. Uh, sadly, he he fell into the water on the bouncing spider, as did so many other people, but. We've got such an, an awesome field to look forward to in the Denver Finals. Um, I think that'll about do it. I, I, <laughs> that, that's, that's our very special edition, our very special solo edition. It's my one-man show. I'm taking it to Broadway. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, if you're on iTunes, do us a favor. Write us a review. Leave us a comment. Uh, rate us five stars if you're nasty. Hit that subscribe button if you like what you hear. And if you're on, it- or if, if you're on iTunes, do exactly what I just said. If you're on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you'd like to talk 
talk about. Tell us your thoughts on these obstacles. If you think they're too hard, maybe you think they're too easy. Maybe you're maybe you're ruthless like that. Who knows? Um, but next week we will be back here, same bat time, same bat channel, talking about the LA Finals. That's right, they're coming right to AfterBuzz's backyard. They're coming to Universal Studios. It's literally right up the street. You can't see, but that's that's where I'm pointing. Just trust me on that. So please, please, please join us then. Remember, you can find me online on all forms of social media at Time Matthews PMA, as well as the American Grit After Show and the Lucha Underground After Show tomorrow night. You can find Amy Cassandra as always at Amy Cassandra underscore TV. She's amazing. Tell her she's doing an incredible job over at SDCC. But guys, until next week, peace. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.